Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. My next guest is Executive Director of Women's Lunch Place, Jennifer Hanlon Wigan. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for the conversation. Women's Lunch Place is a daytime shelter and advocacy center in Boston for those who are working but struggling, homeless or temporarily jobless. Can you tell us about your mission and how Women's Lunch Place began? Sure. Well, our mission is to inspire hope for women who are experiencing hunger, homelessness, and poverty, um, and to help them gain self-sufficiency. We create a wonderful community and a safe space, and our whole service model is based on building relationships so that people can can move forward. And we we focus on the areas of health and nutrition, uh, housing, and economic empowerment. We started 40 years ago. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary. Uh, two very young women in their 20s, Eileen Riley and Jane Alexander, were our founders. Many people think we are the safest space in the city for vulnerable women. We're located in the heart of the Back Bay, where we've been for 40 years. We consider our, our Healthy Meals program to sort of be our flagship program. That was you know, one of our founding principles. But we have a wraparound services. We really are a day shelter and advocacy center. And our advocacy work has just been growing at such a rapid pace in the past couple of years. But also, you know, we, we provide really basic services for folks, showers and laundry, toiletries, emergency clothing. Can you talk about your kitchen? I say you don't get a better lunch on Newbury Street than at Women's Lunch Place. We are a scratch kitchen. We make everything fresh. We work with local local folks to try to source as much of it locally as we can. For example, one of our partners is Gaining Ground and Concord, a nonprofit that provides fresh food to, to nonprofits like us. We're really working to make sure that we have as much fresh food as possible for our guests. We use over 90 fruits and vegetables a year. We have our own herb garden. We serve lean proteins and whole grains. And we have a real variety of menus in terms of culture, different cultural foods. We have taste testing so we can have our guests try different different things that we want to add to the menu. We serve our meals restaurant style. So there's dignity in the service. Uh, you are our guest and we're happy to have you in our community. And we share the meals with our, with our guests as well, which brings us all together in the community, our staff, our extensive volunteer corps and our guests. Can you expound on who your advocates are and what services and programs you provide? So we are a low threshold shelter. So there's no intake process when you come through our door. So if you want to tell us that your name is Mary or, you know, Becky, that's fine, but you don't have to. We just welcome you to to come into a safe environment. So a lot of our guests really just access the basic services and our meals and they're in a safe place. But we hope that once people are receiving healthy nutrition on a regular basis, which is the most primary need, that they can start to plan a pathway forward. So our what we call our direct care staff really engages in relationships. And then they try to make a warm handoff to advocacy when somebody's ready to, to maybe tackle a more complex need. 
So our advocates are folks who have a background in social work or public health or psychology or women's rights, um, and that really work on connecting guests to things like benefits, housing, housing search, housing stabilization, making referrals for mental health, physical health, getting a woman who walks through the door who's just fled a domestic violence situation into a shelter. It's such a wide variety of things that they that they tackle, but they really meet each woman where she's at and help her make her own unique pathway forward and always, always letting the woman lead in, in terms of what she's ready for next. But we have incredible success, I think, because our service model is so individually driven and relationship driven. Just to give you a, an idea, in what our fiscal year was 20 when the pandemic hit, we housed about 35 women from homelessness that year. The next year, 57 women, a 63% increase. And this past year, 65 women. So it's really increasing in terms of the number of unique guests that we're seeing, the visits that we're seeing them for, and over 50% of those visits, which have more than doubled, are for housing. So that is the really pressing need in the city today and that in the greater Boston area. You recently received a grant to create a workforce development center. So how will that change things at Women's Lunch Place and help you further support the economic independence of your guests? Sure. We're transitioning a, a storage space um, into a, a effectively a a classroom and, and meeting space for these programs. And it will allow us to, you know, really have a more professional approach. We're in, in alignment with that increase in advocacy services that I mentioned is pressure on our space. We don't have enough office space. We don't have enough program space. So we're really trying to figure out ways to utilize our space to, to do this. So taking this space, outfitting it in a, in a dignified current sort of format with, with Proper computers and, and training stations will be um, really helpful. It'll also help us engage more partners. We have wonderful partnerships with organizations like Liberty Mutual and Bank of America that support our employment readiness. And it will allow us to, to develop new, new partnerships and new programming with the space to do that. I think the thing that makes Women's Lunch Place approach to workforce development really unique is that there are a lot of wonderful workforce development programs out there if, um, if you're ready for that. We have a really vulnerable group of women whose life skills have been eroded from trauma and homelessness. And it's part of our work is to knit that together. So we are doing the work of employment readiness for women who are really pre-contemplative to contemplative about taking this step, which is a, a, a big step and a difficult one. And what makes us unique is that we're offering these trainings and courses, but we're also working one-on-one -on -one with our guests to help them with all those, you know, sort of rebuilding their life skills so that they can meet this challenge. And then when they're ready, we hope that we can send them to a partner organization that has a full-fledged workforce program or directly to employment. I mean, we certainly have women who come in and are employment ready and they just need some, some assistance with resumes and, you know, practicing interviewing and things like that. But for a big, a big subsection of our guests, they're starting at a, at a different starting point. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. There are great programs out there, but we want to get women ready for those programs. Yes, indeed. So can you talk about how homelessness affects coping mechanisms and life skills? We know that more than 90% of women who end up homeless have severe physical or sexual assault in their background and oftentimes rooted in childhood. So the trauma is very severe. 
And we also know that we have a community of women, majority, minority, over 60% of our guests are women of color. Over 50% are age 55 and older. The homeless population is aging. We also know that they have not had access to what we call the social determinants of health, you know, good education, uh, nutrition, opportunity. <laughs> and so we are really, you know, kind of focused on that, on that deep, deep-seated trauma. So we always talk about our service model being very integrated. So while we are focused in this area and workforce development, we know that some of those women might be involved in a recovery class. We're, we're, we currently have recovery programs running four days a week, and our goal is to get it up to six days a week so that they have access to multiple facets of programming that can support their economic empowerment in the future. It can be, it can be small steps, but for example, we had a guest, we had a computer training class and she had never, never worked on a computer before. And she was so excited. And she said to the instructor, I'm going to get a job. Like she was just, and it you just thought that's, that's hope. Like that's, that's in our mission. You know, we, we offer hope where maybe there wasn't any before. And you mentioned offering basic necessities. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, these things that we take for granted and especially being that it's winter time and it's a difficult season to be homeless or working for. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I think one thing I like to talk about in our with our basic care services is that we really try to offer choice whenever possible. You forget how often you have a choice in life. So when a guest comes in and we can say, you know, what shampoo would you like? Or what color nail polish would you like? It's it's great to have that offer. We always like in our meals, we always have a vegetarian option. So folks can folks can choose. And I think that that's a part of it. And the other part is just, I mean, just imagine like where some of these women walk in, in the morning and they've been assaulted overnight. They've been urinated on. I mean, it's really tough. And to be able to have a, a staff that greets you and get you a robe and get you a shower and make sure that you have some fresh clothing. They're just things that most of us take for granted. And so many, so many of our supporters will say to me, I look at your website or I come to the shelter and I think, what what makes that person any different for me? And it's really, it's luck. It's, it's you know, really just the circumstances of our life that put us in a different a different place. What brought you to being the director of the Women's Lunch Place? Well, my background is, is not in this is in this work. I was a, a finance professional and um, MBA um, in my background, but I've been in this this kind of space for a couple decades now. And it really is about access. How do we create access for folks who have barriers, you know, in, in front of them that most of us can't imagine? So I feel like that that's what inspires me, like personally. But um, I'm motivated by the incredible staff we have at Women's Lunch Place. I mean, truly, I just, I have the best staff there. Such a variety of women from lived experience to different, you know, races and cultures and languages that we speak, but really everybody brings their own, their own history to this work and their own, you know, dynamics to the way they approach guests. Really very inspiring to see the difference that, that, that sort of proactive, respectful approach can have on women. So how can people get involved with Women's Lunch Place? Sure, sure. Well, you can find us at www.womenslunchplace.org. We're at Newbury Street in Boston, 67 Newbury Street. So you can walk walk on by as well, but we welcome folks to become engaged in a variety of manners. You can connect your, your local women's group with us. You can come in as an individual. 
You can get a, your, your corporate group behind us. There's lots of ways to get engaged in this work. Uh, we'll be participating in the Winter Walk in Boston, so you can join our, join our team. You can find even more opportunities on our website. But I, what I will say is that when you walk through the doors of Women's Lunch Place, you find a community and you find that you, you really participate in lifting up that community. Our tagline is dignity is everything. And it's just at the core of what we do. Everybody, every woman is their own authentic self. And we really want them to be able to, you know, move forward and celebrate their gifts. So I think that's what you'll find at Women's Lunch Place. The guests at Women's Lunch Place, equal parts of our society. I, I often say, you know, access to healthy, nutritious meals is not the purview of the privileged. It's it's a human right. So I think when you participate in the work around providing nutrition and advocacy and, and basic care, you really participate in lifting all women up. And we're all, we're all connected in so many ways, our, our stories. It's great that you stress the relationships and the dignity because we can see it even in teaching with children, how they respond to compassion and people being really present with them and to their individual needs and individualized care is really where it's at. And, you know, you mentioned women's different styles, you know, the staff and the advocates, how they work with the guests and everyone has brings something different to the table. And so there's going to be certain kinds of really strong rapport between certain guests and certain advocates. And that yeah. is everything. And just the fact that you're creating such a community of people being authentic and, right. you know, coming from the heart, everyone is in that place. So you're mm -hmm. all being great role models, you know, I mean, you're all really creating that mirror to reflect yeah who their true self is so that all of the experiences that they've had can just sort of melt away and get it really who they are so that their strengths can develop from there. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Jennifer Hanlon Wigan. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Our theme music is provided by Mason. You can find her at MasonMusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N.